0: welcome to self Self self-discovery self-exploration self-expression ah dang it i had it written down in the order that it was supposed to have been said in but uh yeah i think we're leaning into the evolution i guess of this podcast this is episode 10 I am thankful if you've continued to stay on this journey with me. If this is your first episode, I encourage you to check out episode 1 uh where we set expectations essentially. But um overall, this has really become my way of journaling for myself. Uh, I used to think that I would journal, write it down and then process it on this podcast, but actually it just turned into you know me actually discovering things by the time I get done talking I'm able to walk away from the recording with just an expanded perspective um in comparison to where I started uh checking in how am i i am still struggling to allow myself to embrace how un embrace this idea that i should be far more comfortable with things going well than i am with things not going well you know i'm I'm still working on that so throughout this process of learning to shift my relationship with disappointment to be more healthy in a sense of uh being able to handle it and tolerate it, but not dwelling on it or expecting it. So the episode, Expect Success, um, is where I really dive into my relationship with uh, failure or not success. And this one here is more about embracing the normalcy of things going well. So what started this thought process for me was a conversation that I had with one of my clients that I've put into therapy um, for my nonprofit organization, Something Positive for Positive People. And so he hadn't been to therapy for a minute, And he reached out to the therapist directly. And if you go through something positive for positive people, like there's a whole process in place that's still being flushed out. So we're in the early stages of doing all of this. So the therapist reaches out to me and is like, hey, can you? how do you want to proceed with so-and-so? So So, uh, I have a call with so-and-so, and and we're just discussing things, um, his lack of consistency with sessions and things like that. And he said, you know, there are just some weeks where he doesn't have anything wrong. So therefore, you know, he feels like the sessions are a waste of time. And we finished the conversation, but that stuck with me. And I was thinking about that. I thought about that for a couple of days, actually, in the sense that we shouldn't only explore things when they hurt. Or when we're suffering or when we're in pain that shouldn't be our warning sign that we need to bring awareness into a particular area of our life our minds our bodies why can't we learn from success why can't we learn from pleasure let those be guidance tools if you will so When I met with my therapist, I brought this up to him, and I was just like, hey, you know, things are actually good right now. I'm in a good place with my relationships. I'm in a good place with um, my career. I'm in a good place with my passions. I, Excuse me. I am just overall in a good place, even with my family. I got to see my mom, my brother, and my sister uh, all in one time at restaurant and i brought my partner and she brought her son and it was just a good time like all of this stuff has just been going well and i wanted to point that out to him that things are going well and now there's this itty bitty piece of me that's like how can i f this up right (laughs) and that's where that uh conflict of expect success However, you know I'm being used to disappointment. that's where that comes into play, and I've been operating out of this place of expecting success over the last what's it been two weeks since I recorded that and uh I've experienced far more examples of a successful interaction than I can point out unsuccessful ones or not successes, right. Um, to give you a few examples, I started my yoga teacher training and I, I believe I mentioned that in the previous episode as well um, but it 's amazing just how the tone has been set this past weekend was the first day and the second day of uh the virtual classes and the reflections already like to give you an example, whenever I experience something that inspires me or it makes me think about moving forward or if I'm just like in sync with my intuition, there is a sensation I get through my body that I notice and it begins right at that point behind my head where my ears would meet. So if my ears were to extend and try and touch one another at the closest path that they could, that would be the starting point of the sensation through my body. So that trickles down and it goes through the top of my spine and expands out toward my shoulders and then a little bit of it continues down uh, to the top of my back. So where if we're going down the spine a little bit more, that's the shape of the sensation. So in class, our professor, our teacher, our professor, (laughs) um, our teacher asks us to try and hold that feeling and hold on to it and experience it feel it and see if you can expand it so i was sitting there and i was doing it i was actually expanding this feeling from the uh from that point in the back of my head down and it made this diamond shape to where if you put your hands together and your thumbs touch at the bottom and your pointer fingers touch at the top that's about what the shape is if you flip it upside down and that was a really beautiful experience for me as well and then we had to put a word to it or look for words that stood out to us and i realized how challenging it was for me to identify words that aren't good or bad Think about when people ask you how you are. You're either good or you're bad. But nine times out of ten, you're going to tell them, I'm good or I'm okay or I'm all right. Okay and all right are neutral, but we'll use those when we mean good. We'll use those when we mean bad. So there was this um, wheel of positive emotions that she showed us. And looking at that wheel, there were words on there that, one, I never associated with positive uh, emotion and two that i've never even heard of before but to see the sensations um the words that are potential associations with this uh feeling like inspired was one that was on there uh hopeful uh just enjoying or silly and playful all of these words gave me language to identify a positive feeling i can tell you what sad, angry, frustrated, I can give you a bunch of negative ones. And so to think about the idea of having to feel for a positive emotion, I almost had to go with where the negative ones were first and identify, okay, well, what's not this? What's, what's not angry? What's not frustrated? What's not sad? And then try and bring language and awareness to what is on the other end of that uh, being positive. So this was a really useful exercise for me because I even, uh, had that experience reinforce my therapy session in that I want to be more in uh, I want to lean more into my positive traits because when I first went in, it was like, all right, I want to work on this. I want to fix this. This thing isn't working for me, but now it's okay. Here's what is working for me. I'm in a good place. How do I maintain this? How do I allow for myself to experience more of this? And that's really where uh, my focus is now. And I want to work on that. It's not necessarily about avoiding the quote bad, but more so identifying the, the good, identifying the words that more so articulate what it is that I'm feeling for myself, what I'm feeling in my body, what I'm feeling in my mind. Because the same way that we do this for our minds is the same way that it can be done for our bodies. Identify a a pleasurable sensation in the body. Oh, where do I start with that? Okay, well, what hurts? And let's go there and then figure out what doesn't hurt. And that was uh, what someone else had said in the class. Um, But it really resonated. And I was just so pumped to be able to now have this uh in my range of perspective because there are so many words in the vocabulary that just don't get used that are so much better at describing how a person might feel and then even when identifying the feeling you can also make it a point to um use the word of course and communicate that not only to yourself but to other people if needed and then you can feel the feeling and almost like replicate that by holding on to the word so if you think okay feeling this way is what triggers that pleasurable sensation like i just got it now like (laughs) this is so wild how things go when they're supposed to go the way that you anticipate them to and then the whole just like being able to call upon a positive feeling to change your mood almost even changing uh i don't know if this is true but changing um like your your body even like how you feel reflects how your body responds because think about um even with stress stress responses so stress is neither good or bad it's something that is a signal for something to happen. So if I have stress, I need to move it. Stress is essentially stagnant energy that continues to accumulate and inflame and cause infections essentially in the mind and body. So it's important to be able to move that stress, however you need to move it. So if that's via um being creative, some sort of creative expression. If that just literally means moving your body and working out or doing yoga or going for a run or going for a hike or some climbing, bike ride, whatever it is that you need in order to move that stress, it's important that you take that for yourself. And that's something that uh I guess I've always just done fortunately because I don't feel like I'm a stressed person. I know that there's a lot going on and there's a lot that I can do and I choose accordingly to to navigate that and allow for myself to you know do this thing and then do that thing, right? And that's how it works for me. So anyway, coming back to therapy and that not being uh um, exclusively a space for you to just vent and talk about what's wrong, what's not going right. I think that there's something to be said for what a person can get out of being just consistent. And then not just being consistent, but also uh, being able to come in with the understanding that just because you're here doesn't mean that something's wrong. It just means that you're aware you're aware that there's something that perhaps is not desirable going on in your life and with that said you can do what you got to do in order to make the necessary changes so you can um you can um what was i going to say uh you can continue to explore okay when things are right why are they right why are things going well why do i feel like i don't have anything to talk about unless it's bad That's a powerful thought to have. Why do I only have something to talk about when things are going bad? Why do I only want to work on things or fix things when things are going bad? What about when things are good? What about when you have money in your bank account? What about when you have love in your life? What about when you get time with your friends and you get to just hang out or you get that surprise day off work, right? Or when you look up and you got like some extra time or when the sun's out and when things around you just appear to be falling into place, how do we cultivate more of that should be what the question is. It shouldn't be always, how do I have less discomfort? How do I have less stress? Because again, that discomfort and that stress is just pushing you in the direction of what it is that you want. What you're supposed to have, what you're supposed to experience and to just completely deny that, you know, what's happening is um, an environment for those negative thought patterns to continue to flourish and thrive. That's what comes up. And then the subconscious behavior is associated with the negative thoughts, negative actions, or even like, I'll go as far as to say toxicity, even. We can't let that energy get stagnant and build up in us and not do anything about it. We just can't. And we can't just repress the good that's happening because we expect for it to be followed by bad because that's what I do that's what I've done I'm getting away from that as tough as that is as challenging as that is, it's more important to me right now that I lean into the best parts of myself lean into the invisible identifications that I have lean into courtney Lean into me like that's what I need to be able to do, because this is where that self-trust comes in. And I talk all this stuff about following your intuition. I want to be able to compulsively lead by intuition compulsively. I believe that when you follow your intuition, you can do no wrong. You can do no wrong when you are leading with your intuition. But you got to trust it. You can't have hesitations. You know, I had a situation actually last night. Uh, I was uh, texting someone and the text conversation appeared to be going in a certain direction. And I was like, oh, I think this is where this is headed. And I just inquired. I was like, hey, you know, I, hypothetically speaking, if this is an invitation for uh, us to explore what um, some type of a physical or intimate relationship dynamic looks like like what what's up and then only to be met with oh didn't mean to do that sorry I see how you would have taken it that way like I went against my intuition in that sense I was 99.9% sure that that's where the text conversation was going but then that 0.1% my intuition was like nah bruh That's not what this is. But I also know that I would have regretted not having said something or not having tried or not having um, at least just shot my shot. Being like, oh, okay, well, is this what's happening? Because now I know. (laughs) It ain't no harm done or anything like that. It's just um, I didn't follow my intuition. My intuition is what I need to lead with and I need to do so out of compulsion like I need to compulsively that's the word I was looking for compulsively lead with my intuition because whenever I don't I think that that's where things become uncomfortable like I don't feel bad for having been wrong I'd feel bad for having not said anything but it comes down to this is how you build that self-trust by leading with your intuition And in the moments that you choose not to, in the moments that your intuition seems wrong, quote unquote, those are the more reflective moments for you to learn to trust yourself. Like, okay, well, what did I learn from this situation here? Okay, I learned that. And how can I apply it? Where can I apply it? When can I apply it? And begin to do that because that's that's what's working for me right now it's just (laughs) i am no longer um super duper afraid of rejection just because i've experienced it to some capacities um over the last few months maybe and it's always worked out it's always been okay and like No one's died. I haven't lost anything. I haven't been embarrassed or like hung out to dry or called out for hitting on people like none of that has happened. And these are some of the worst fears that I had. And it goes back to um, the expectation being a negative response why can't i expect success why can't i expect for you know me to shoot my shot and it'd be well received and then we move forward and have pleasurable pleasant experiences that's where i'm at now like i'm envisioning being able to move forward but i also have to once again lead with my intuition and not lead with you know the the logic always of a situation because i think that Behind all the logic, behind all the emotions, there is consistently an undercurrent where our nervous systems communicate with each other. And our nervous systems, they house the electricity that runs through our bodies that we are. So that electricity, despite the barriers of the mind, the body, and the the, the the fluids in us, the bone structure, the skin, those nervous systems are linked and connected by the space between us with that electricity that's running through each individual human being. So... The part of me that knew that I shouldn't have asked, <laughs> that part was resonating. That part was communicating. It was like, no, nah, Courtney, you probably need to chill. But there was something else in my mind and my body got to me. And I was just like, no, nah, I'm going to shoot this shot. But that there's an example there of going against my intuition. And I recognized like, I know and my intuition's on point. I can't explain it. And I think that all of us have on point intuition. But we have to learn to trust it. And for me, for so long, like I've depended on other people telling me what to do, other people telling me what to want, what to work for, that I'm developing my own self-trusting relationship through trial and error. I am challenging directly all of the narratives that were given to me from people who are not me. And that looks like me living a more non traditional lifestyle. I'm thirty two years old. I don't have any children of my own. I'm not planning on getting married. I plan on seeing multiple people and being transparent about that. My income ain't good I mean to be honest. Yeah, I I I probably shouldn't even be dating right now, income wise. Um, But that's another conversation. Um, Look for an ongoing discussion about financial insecurities to come up here. But like I have no other doubts about myself or my life right now um, outside of, I guess, the financial insecurity. So it's a matter of me, again, you know, just beginning to trust myself. I must trust me. And the intuition that I have, the intuition that we all have and have access to, these are, it's it's powerful. I think that leading with that will change potentially the trajectory of your life. It can cut down time. It can remove obstacles that you shouldn't even have in front of you because perhaps you're facing the wrong direction. It can draw in people to you who are supposed to be in your life, who you're supposed to grow with, learn from, and evolve with. That's what it's about. Lead with your intuition. Use the trial and error, the successes and failures and rejections and acceptances to course correct. And to being able to trust yourself. That's what we want. That's what it's all about. That's what this self-discovery, self-exploration, self... self, uh, What's the other one? (laughs) Self-discovery, exploration, ex... Oh, why can I not think of it? An expression? I think there was another one. (laughs) But this has been... This is amazing and I'm I'm so happy to be here on episode 10 like to be able to have this to reference and look back on and listen to myself. I encourage everybody to do this. You know, if you're not a journaler and you're more of a talker or a vocal processor, then do this. Get you, get you a little microphone, recording equipment. You ain't got to upload podcast episodes every week, but just have your voice somewhere that you will be able to find later and see your own progress throughout your life. This is beautiful to me. This is amazing. So now, what are, how do you identify your strong points? I'm talking about uh, leaning into your strong points, trust your intuition, and build that self-trust and lead with your intuition. I think we all have an idea what our strong points are, even if we may be denying them a bit. For instance, I've tried to silence myself as a leader for various reasons in childhood of being told not to ask uh, certain questions or to stay in a child's place or act my age whatever that meant but I do recognize my uh, I have a voice I have a voice people listen to I have the personality that people feel safe opening up to I have leadership skills. I'm someone who is looked to by a community of people or by communities of people, by people, people. And the way that I lean into or express these stronger and more positive aspects of myself, like I'm inspiring, I'm I'm someone who hypes people up, I'm inspiring hope, like all of these things that represent me internally. These are the things that I want to lean into. And I've discovered these things looking back on projects I was part of and what my role in them were, what my role in them would have been. I look back on different life experiences that I've had, different things that I've discovered about myself throughout the process of becoming a man and learning what that meant for myself. And then just asking people, you know, what do you like about me? What are are some of my strongest personality traits or suits or anything like that? When you get to asking those kinds of questions, you can't help but pull out some positive stuff. So figure out where you can go in order to get the information information or get your self-reflection from someone you like, know, love, trust, even strangers. And just ask, you know, hey, what's a good quality I have about myself? And then begin leaning into those so that you can build that trust from a positive perspective rather than being like, you know, what's the worst thing about me? Oh, I'm always late. Oh, I'm uh, always got excuses. You know, those aren't the things that we want to highlight. The things that we want to highlight are the things that about us, you know, if we were to Have these traits stand alone and those be the values or sources of our uh, movement, our behavior. Then what? How would we live life knowing that? How would we live life knowing that um, we see ourselves in such a powerful, positive way? I know how I've been beginning to live. I've been beginning to live with a lot more intention. I've been, <laughs> yeah, I've been experiencing some rejections, but that ain't I think that's just part of it. And the way that my character is, I am okay with having experienced rejection. Like I said, I'm I don't know if I said this, but I'm over three right now in very similar situations to what most recently happened, and that's okay for me. Because I don't identify with the insecure aspects of myself of seeking out validation or worthiness or seeking out uh, sexual partners to get my approval and validation no that's not what i'm doing anymore if i'm pursuing or in relationship with partners then it's because i genuinely want to connect with the person if i want to connect i connect on uh whatever levels we connect on but you know operating out of the programming insecurity that I had of needing to have validation through sex that's gone now and I can have platonic relationships with people and I can have the kind of relationships with people where it's like hey you know I'm feeling something is there anything there no okay well we can continue to go on exactly as we are now and now we have been you know I, I, I say that confidence is one's willingness to lean into their insecurities and look at them and be aware of them, I think that's part of it. Maybe there's like two sides to this coin. Are you someone who can lean into your insecurities? Because leaning away from your strong suits and securities, you're you're definitely doing harm to the environment by not providing your skills, your, your powers, your services to the world. And I gotta tell myself that because if I'm only highlighting and leaning into the insecure parts of myself, yeah, On one end, I'm healing, but on the other end, what am I doing in shifting my focus to the negative stuff compared to the positive aspects of myself? I'm not exercising those muscles. I'm exercising my uh, negative emotions, muscles, preparing myself for disappointment, rejection, uh, and not having acceptance. Whereas on the positive end of it, I'm leaning into my strong suits. I'm more so exercising my leadership skills. I'm exercising my empathy. I'm doing all of these things. But I got to lean into them things. Lean into your uh, strong points. Lean into your securities. And that's where we're at uh, moving forward with therapy. As I was able to share all of the good stuff that's been happening with me, um, we're going to highlight my strong points and begin to practice and exercise those strong points. Putting them in my words, putting them in my podcast recordings, putting them into my nonprofit, my work, my yoga practice, incorporating these strong aspects of myself, my character, and integrating those into everyday life for myself. I want to be this version of me 100% of the time. I don't want to have to turn it off or downgrade my um my my social value. <laughs> but yeah, this was this is really exciting. I'm so pumped that I have this space. I'm so pumped that if you're someone who's checking it out and you listen and you get something out of this and you like it, thank you now now go implement it for yourself that concludes this episode of self self discovery self exploration self expression ah there was another word in there somewhere i'm sure of it <laughs> but this is cool though this is this is good i like this and i'm going to keep doing it you know until i don't all right um Yeah, you can, uh, I I don't know how to close this. I'm just going to stop it. (laughs) Thank you for being here.